Welcome everybody to Tanks Out, the podcast about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. It's episode 298, and I'm here with Lucy. Hello. Oh, hey. 300 is creeping up very quickly. <laughs> it's close. It's very close. Still don't know what we're going to do yet, apart from just this. More of this, <laughs> probably. Um, and this week, very kindly stepping in uh, for Adam, because again, he's off on his, his travels back in Canada, seeing the family. We've got uh, Mr. Points of Brew, Stephen, joining us once again. Oh, we've lost you. There we are. Oh, ooh, ooh, ee, ooh. <laughs> oh, you're, it's up, you're it's down, it's in, in it's out. Yeah. Hmm. Perfect start. <laughs> we're not. No. We're not getting your audio now, Stephen. No? it's gone. Still not there. It's, it's getting you now. Getting a little bit of you, yeah. yeah. Mm. It's really weird. Yeah, you you you're pix- very pixelated for me. Mm. So I don't know. Hang on. Yeah. I assume it's <laughs> just just the internet connection potentially. I passed my uh, tech issues on to Steve, so <laughs> that's what's happened. Yours fixed themselves. <laughs> like, it just instantly them. jumped. <laughs> Is it any better now? Yeah, we've got you. Can you weird. It must be audacity then. Oh, to be fair, it could be Audacity could be overriding the other program to steal your audio. Don't worry about Audacity. We'll steal the audio from here instead. Um, right. As long here. as we can hear you. I am here. I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just drink in the background. We'll just pretend that you're saying stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll cut it all in later or something like that. Yeah, if you just leave the spaces and I'll record my bit and then if you can just like edit me in... <laughs> we'll be fine <laughs> oh oh man what a task that would be anyway welcome yeah. Stephen. thank you for for joining us once again no oh, thank you for having me i uh i appreciate you stretching the invite to for, to fill in for adil so albeit not a, a canadian accent for you but uh, another accent on the podcast nevertheless so, <laughs> yes. and that's i will fill in as good as i can good always it's always good to hear another accent and have somebody join us to give us their views on both video games and beers. Uh, we will launch into beers first. We'll have a couple of beers each this evening. Uh, Stephen, what are you uh, drinking first? Um, so I'm going quite big for my first beer, which I'm hoping uh, works out as a strategy for me. So I'm actually drinking one of the fresh beers from Northern Monk. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's one of the latest ones. So it's the Fresh Tipper, um, which is the seventh, seventh version, which is 10.5%, which I've, um, I've got a sour as my uh, second choice which I won't reveal just yet Um, but I didn't want the sour to override Mm -hmm. um, override this one so it's the seventh version uh, with Citra Incognito Pacific Sunrise Citra and Matuika Um, so I got gifted this um, as part of a secret Santa I did over Christmas Um, so yeah so I haven't really had any of these ones yet Um, I do like my Northern Monk obviously being from Leeds so obviously I'm kind of Proud of the home, one of our home brewers. But yep. This fresh series has kind of almost not been gimmicky, but it's just the whole. We're only put two two months of a best before date on them. That's kind of mm. just made me question the the not the legitimacy, but the sort of the sales technique of these beers of I am and drink them quick, especially when they're so strong yeah. as well. You know, all these beers have been doubles or triples, and there's even been a quad in there as well that was fifteen percent. So. Mm-hmm. It's like these are these are beers that you wanted to drink and get through them quickly. So, absolutely, yeah, it's, it's my first of the series. Potentially, especially now when 
people aren't getting together quite so much. You know, if you've got a quad and it's coming in a full 40 mil, it's maybe something you want to share with people. Mm. So you want that little bit of that longer life on it to actually get together with people and be able to share it, which I imagine is a little bit more limited at the moment for most people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And during lockdown, I think people, well, me especially, were sort of like dippers, tippers, anything sort of big, high, high hitting, you know, percentage wise all over it. But now I'm kind of, like I say, because I'm not sharing these as often as I was. I'm not going to mm. my parents to share with my dad every week or yep. my brother or whatever. You know, now it's like I'm. I, I found a, at one point a fridge full of eight percent plus beers, and if you're just settling down for a night, and it's like, oh, I want a couple of beers or maybe even three, and everything's above eight percent, it's just like it's, it's a bit of a challenge to face that many beers at that percentage. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, challenge so, accepted. Uh, yeah, well that's it. Yeah, until you pass out on the floor, you're just a mess the next morning. But but yeah, it's um, yeah. I found myself going to more of the like, session strength beers. You know, four, five, six percent just mm. to have a few and enjoy them rather than sort of starting at eight and ending at 11%. You're sort of starting at four or five and then finishing on the eight and you're still waking up relatively headache free <laughs> the next yeah. morning. So that's always my yeah. issue with the headache the morning after that's my, uh, that's the killer. Yep. That's the killer. It's getting old, isn't it? That's the, that's the problem. Oh, yeah. Well, I've, I've hit the 3-0 now and it's just downhill from here now. Do you know what I mean? I was 13 September last year, so that's it now. It's just game over. Yep. It's just, yeah. Bodies change no forever. Chicken. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lucy. Speaking Ooh. of spring chickens, Lucy, what are you going to be drinking? <laughs> Hardly. Uh, I'm drinking a beer that is also from Christmas. Uh, this is me continuing on my journey with Limestone Brewery. Oh, yeah. Um, who I had last week. This is Heart of Stone, and it's 4.4%, pretty similar to last week's. Uh, is it a Witcher-themed beer? Um, it's just the name no. of one of the DLCs for The Witcher Three, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not. It does. Have, it has a caveman on it, so ah. a bit, a bit before mm. uh, Witcher takes place. But um, oh, there it is. Okay, this sophisticated and voluptuous golden beer is the ideal date for that special occasion. Pale and crystal malts infused with Cascade hops. Yeah, and that's about it. Five hundred mil. So yeah, golden ale this time. Nice. Looking forward to this. Perfect, perfect. And um, I'm starting a little bit lighter uh, as well this evening. I'm um, uh, going in for a whiplash, um, horse power. Um, it didn't have a huge amount. I can't quite read the um, the date on the, the you know the best before date on the tin, but I hadn't seen it yeah. uh, um, in the in the bottle shop when I went in previously. Uh, but it's a six point eight percent IPA. It, on the front, it tells me it's got Marisotta, Wheat Malt, Oat Malt, Carapils, Citra, Idaho 7, and Brew 1. Um, uh, Whiplash don't give you uh, flavour text as such. They do give you absolutely insane art on their lovely stark white cans, which you can't see very well with my light coming straight at it. Put it there instead. You can see that nice collage-esque art on, mm -hmm. the, uh, on the side of it. I mean, it doesn't really... It's a horse... Well, maybe a donkey as well. Who knows? Exactly. That's my first beer. Oh, cracking it. As soon as you crack it, it just hits. Hits by flavour. Um, but Stephen, we'll come back to you first for the for the fresh, the tipper. Mm. It's, um, it's very soupy. 
Uh, that's what I'll say to start off with. I'll just uh, I'll just top it up ever so slightly, but I don't know if you can see with the joys of the yeah, yeah. The, the poor old Mac 720p webcam. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's very, I can see from here very, that yeah, very it's... dense, very thick, mm-hmm. and even pixelated. You you know that yeah. that is a thick yeah. beer. Yeah, it's it's. Can, you can tell it's quite strong from the smell of it because it's, it's it's got that sort of that boozy, a boozy note. So it's almost like this sort of the, you know, the, the nail varnish remover sort mm. of yeah, to it. It's yeah. got it's got a touch there. It's very it's very thick and and syrupy and, and soupy. Mm. It's got that nice murky that, colour to it as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that that sort of that that booze is what that sweetness is what you're getting up front as well. So. It's, it's something else that I found with sort of triple IPAs is a lot of breweries find it very hard to wash and sort of keep that booziness in balance and in check because it's it, I, I like strong beers to taste the strong but I don't just want it to be booze because otherwise mm. it's not very enjoyable like I say it's just like smelling and drinking a weaker nail varnish remover almost um, <laughs> but that that has that initial up front and then you definitely get in the citra you definitely get the citron notes through it, but it's very thick. It's very, very thick. Mm. Um, I probably would have shared this with somebody mm. if if I'd have had the availability to share it with somebody on that basis. Because I know that the, the second beer I'm going to have is also going to be a thick beer because it's a sour, like a smoothie sour. Mm-hmm. So having that and that tobacco is probably not the wisest <laughs> choice of two beers that I've ever had. It's all the calories tonight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I played football last night. It's fine. It's fine. I'm, it's a guilt-free evening. Um, but yeah, like I say, I'm getting the overriding citra in there. It's got Pacific, like I say, it's got Pacific Sunrise and and, and Matuika in there. But um, maybe it's the incognito um, that they're using because the incognito is the hop oil. So obviously, it's giving it a more uh, mm. powerful and obviously a more concentrated blast of of hoppiness. So yeah, um, citra is my favourite hop anyway. Um, I'm quite basic with the hop of, of citra that it's one of my favourites or my favourite hop. Um, but yeah, it might it might take me a while to uh, to get through this. I might end up having some to one side when we finish recording. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. finish it when we've uh, we've done giving it's uh, giving it's ten and a half percent as well. It's uh, it's a sipper. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it it would be a big one to get through. You know, within the, within the first sort of forty five minutes to an hour of us kind of recording, ready for for next beers, you can absolutely. <laughs> yeah be excused for having even you know half the beer sat waiting for you after we've um, after we finish for the evening so i thought you might have said it might be excused if i started slurring my words then also. well i mean you know, even, that, just... even that as well would be fine yeah. it just can you get subtitles i'll be hard enough to understand some people anyway but, you know. um auto, lucy auto captions we'll come to you lucy for um i think with the lighter beer the lightest beer out of the, mm-hmm. uh, the three mm. It's very golden though. Mm. Um, nice, it's a proper pint. Coppery. Yeah, proper pint. Uh, it was always nice the same with the last one, wasn't it? How sort of clear one, it was. Yeah, it's definitely really clear. Uh, it's transparent. Um, but yeah, I think I think the last one was a little bit lighter in colour. Mm. Maybe this one's very coppery. Uh, it's like iron brew. <laughs> oh, it's got a lovely, like malty ready smell though that smells lovely still getting a bit of still getting quite a lot of carbonation and that's helped just drawing up that smell it's, it's very nice smelling beer 
Ooh. Oh yeah, that's proper. Even with all that carbonation, it's like really soft. It's not flat, but it's really soft and easy. Because, you know, there's still quite a lot of bubbles, small mm-hmm. bubbles going up the glass. But yeah, it's it's really... Yeah, it's really soft texture, like really nice, like mouthfeel, just very easy. And it's got this like very caramel, slight sweetness to it. That oh, it's it's really good, but it's still quite crisp at the same time. It's it's very easy and it's very soft, but it's still got a bit of a. Still a bit of a bite, uh, you know, like a crispy end to it, which yeah. just makes it really refreshing. But yeah, it's 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 got a really slightly subtle, but kind of uh, yeah, on the aftertaste is like a slight sweetness, and that just lingers for a long time. It's just you don't feel compelled to like keep sipping, keep sipping because you've still got quite a lot of flavour mm-hmm. from the malts um, just sitting on your tongue, like after. It, it sort of reminds me of um, Wiper and True Beers. Um, it's just like very subtle, but it just does the thing incredibly well. Mm. But yeah, it's got nice creaminess, nice creamy texture, nice nice bit of like caramel sweetness to it. It's not too bitter. Like last last week's was very bitter. This isn't too bitter, to be fair. But yeah, it's so easy. I could just easily not, you know, easily knock that back. I think I'm tempted to because it just tastes so good. It tastes, it's, it's so subtle. Like the water quality in it is so good. It's just incredibly soft. I mean, Staffordshire got good water, so <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. It, it, I'm really impressed to be honest. Um, Probably preferring it to last week's beer, even mm. though I really liked last week's beer as well. But yeah, this is just doing a lot with seemingly not a lot, you know? Um, what were the hops in it? Um, so, so Cascade. Just just Cascade. Oh. Just Cascade. Those, I mean, as far as I can tell from the bottle, but those are doing a lot. Those are really carrying it. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm really enjoying this. Nice, nice. Really good aftertaste that just sits there for, for ages. I love this. Nice. I, I don't know whether I've ever really had a single, that. like, hopped Cascade beer. I imagine this one's maybe a little bit different because it's a bit more trad and the, the malts mm-hmm. might be doing a hell of a lot more than, they say, are. if you were to have, like, a modern um, sort of singled hop IPA that would be, say, Cascade or something that's really showcasing the hop. Yeah. Yeah, the malts are, you can tell that the malts are, you know, the shining star with these, with these beers, you know, using yeah. traditional English uh, malts and everything. So yeah, just so good. Nice. Good. Not, and even though it's 4.4%, still getting a like, little bit of warmth from that alcohol, incredibly so. I don't know if that's me conflating it with like that sweetness from the, from the malts, mm. like that sort of like burnt slight sweetness from caramel, but yeah might might be the alcohol i don't know but it's really good good i like this brewery <laughs> limestone nice is it i i know you said you had a few beers for for christmas have you had any other styles from them kind of in the in the interim or are they all sort of sat waiting to to go um it was a pack of three 
I had uh, the third one over the weekend. Yep. That was also very nice. But they're they're all pretty much the same styles, like okay. ales. Um, I'd love to try something else from them, maybe, or just if I was to buy from them, I'd probably just be like, the ales are good enough. I'll just yeah. buy them. But yeah, really impressed with this brewery. Nice, good, good. Christmas present. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Usually, person. when someone buys you beer and you don't tell them exactly what it is, it can go extremely wrong. <laughs> but the, the, you know, these are yeah. Nice to be surprised. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, for my beer, the um, horsepower from Whitbash, it's got a very light nose. It's very nice, but very, very light. It's really carbonated when I uh, when I poured it in. You can see how sort of you know straw color it mm. is, and it, it's 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 hazy as well. Uh, Paul with a little bit of a thicker white head than it's it's dissipated down to, but it's kind of medium bodied. Getting loads of fruit on that first sort of sip. That is what is hitting sort of straight away. A bit of orange, maybe a little bit of mango, a little bit of pineapple in there as well, just to sort of back up. The other sort of uh, uh, fruits, so definitely big, big mango and big sort of mm. orange. And again, pineapple. Pineapple is a weird one, isn't it? Because it's actually really, really light, and it can very yeah. easily be confused with you know mango or orange, depending on how strong it sort of comes through. Peter yeah, Whiplash is so good at that. Just their tropical flavors. It's mm. it's unreal. Yeah, and it's. It's very, very soft. Yeah. But it's got a... Like, the the carbonation is sort of sticking around as well. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not the same kind of uh, carbonation as you, you get from, a, a like, a lager or something. It, it feels a little bit different to that. It's just a little bit more fine, perhaps. Um, if that makes sense. It's not sort of like a big carbonation. It's 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 light. Yeah. It's very very light, but it's still just there, letting those fruit flavors kind of explode a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. It's not overly gassy. No, no, it's not. Yeah. Um, but there's almost no kind of finish to it that that changes throughout. You know, you're, mm. you're hit with this big bit of sort of this big tropical fruity flavor. And that's just allowed to fade. There's nothing kind okay. of else going on. I think I found recently with a few whiplash bits that that's sort of what they're presenting. They're like, here's the flavor. Mm-hmm. It's just going to stick around for a while. And that's sort of what it's what that's it's it. doing. This is what we're showing you. Um, and sometimes yeah, that's very good because... Yeah. I will just drink and drink and drink. <laughs> and drink. This, this, it's just not... Yeah. It's just going to go... Yeah, maybe a bit one-dimensional, but yeah, I, I mean, I just thinking like when I, I I've actually ordered some with flash beer, so mm. hopefully they're coming soon. But um, yeah, I I usually think you get more of a like dankness, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit of sweetness on the end from them. But... Yeah, and I, I could see potentially that mm. the more I drink this, something might start to kind of uh, um, appear or, or come through, kind of as I'm getting further into the beer but at the moment it's just allowing those tropical fruits to mm. sit with me um saying it's not very gassy it's, it's literally just come up 
just, just <laughs> sat in my chest <laughs> waiting to come out until I stop talking. I can lean away from the microphone slightly until I have my next sip. But it's 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 kind of one of those where, yes, when you mentioned sort of one-dimensional Lucy, it is a little bit of that, but there's enough going on mm-hmm. in that initial sort of fruit flavor. There's enough fruit, different fruits in there to sort of just tease themselves that little bit and then culminate in going, oh, okay, this is just a nice combination of those fruits to, to sit through. It doesn't have that kind of flow. It doesn't have that sort of differing flavor profile throughout, but it is like, here it is, and it's good. So sometimes that can just be all you need to just nail it completely yeah. and, uh, and not worry about it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I say if the flavour's strong enough there, and like you say, it's going on, like a lot of them have, like sometimes go for like a bit of finish towards end, like you say, it kind of fades out into a bit of bitterness. If it's if it's punching enough for long enough, it doesn't really need that, does it? Yeah. Really, as long as it's as long as enough going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. com- completely. It, it, it sometimes feels like here is that little bit of bitterness. This is the end. Mm. Go back to your beer. We'll dry you out <laughs> now. Here's the end. Go and have yeah. another sip. Whereas this doesn't make you do that that i've still got the same kind of a slightly faded version of that flavor but i can still pick out those fruits now after that last sip but i'm wanting mm-hmm. but i'm wanting to go back because it's so nice and i like that big rush that big hit of flavor especially with that little bit of carbonation just as i say sort of exploding those flavors for you in that initial sort of swig you want to go back into this mm. to, to, to experience that first hit of flavor this will disappear very quickly, so we better start talking about video games. <laughs> um, so, uh, Stephen, as our guest, we'll, we'll, we'll come to you first. Um, what, have you, what have you been up to? It's been a while since we, we, we had you on. And I know you've sort of done a couple of articles now for uh, for Out of Lives as well. Yes, uh, um, yes, yes. One of which talking uh, about Fortnite and kind of getting you back into gaming a little bit sort of through through lockdown and things. Uh, but what else have you been up to? What else have you been sort of uh, dabbling in? Yeah, so it, like it's been a while. It was probably start start to mid last year, was it? Last yeah. time I was on somewhere around then. So yeah, so it, it, it's been a while, and sort of my my gaming habit has sort of dipped in and out, like you say, over sort of lockdown. I've I've been working in the shop all all lockdown, mm. and when things opened back up again, the bar just went absolutely crackers and beer festivals and all pop up events. So sort of gaming took a bit of a backseat like saying you you guys have sort of kind of let me write for out of lives which i felt like i wanted to channel a few words for for, for that which Fortnite has really been keeping me propped up mm. bizarrely which sounds you know very i don't know almost, almost childish but maybe some people sort of think <laughs> oh Fortnite is not one of those sort of oh, look at me i'm a gamer i play Fortnite. but <laughs> no it's um yeah it's kind of helped because it's been really accessible for, for me to play with with my wife my, my nephews my brother uh, pals, uh, Matt from Horses Brewery has been playing on it as well. It's just been, and whilst we've not been able to meet in person, that's kind of propped mm-hmm. us up um, and kept us going, really. Um, you know, I've done a few podcasts with, with breweries in the meantime, but obviously, like you guys have your Discord and, and, and record mm. uh, weekly or bi weekly in, in a group. Obviously, I've not had that opportunity to socialise in, in, in that sense, so it's been, it's been quite nice to do that, but yeah. um, especially these last probably. Five six months now. Um, I'd say I probably really kicked back into gaming, um, and I 
managed to get hold of a PS5 for me for my birthday in September, um, which nice. God knows how she how she managed to do that. I have no idea. <laughs> um, Just hovering kind of... on all of the sites, waiting <laughs> for them to open. Yeah, she, you know, she, she's she works from home full time anyway. Before before this, working from home, Malaki became a thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't remember she 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 was saying she either she's on one of the groups or something. Somebody messaged to say, "Oh, they've got PS5s on Amazon," and she was like, "Oh, I'll have, you know, I'll have a look. They'll be gone." And she went on the page, and it's like they're in stock, and she got a basket, and it's like we're still there. And buy it. Like, oh my god, it's, bought it. you know, it's gone through. So, so she, nice. uh, you know, she, but she bought it a, a little while before my, my birthday was in September. I think she bought it like in July or something. Wow. So how how she managed to get hold of it and be like hide it and not say anything for like the best part of two months, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, I, I, I got Ratchet and Clank when that first came out. Um, that was one of the first games that I got uh, Rift Apart. Um, and that first landed, um, but more recently I've um, I've been playing Halo Five uh, and Far Cry Six, both of which are completed. Um, mm. So I know you, I know you've got some thoughts on Halo, uh, not Halo Five, um, Halo Infinite, Infinite sorry, Halo, Halo Infinite, or Halo yes. Five. Um, yeah, I know you've got some thoughts on that, Ben. So I'll, I'll probably, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll I'll, get I'll into cover some, some Halo Infinite in a little bit. I think. Yeah, so I'll I'll, I'll chat briefly about um, about Far Cry Six in 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 the meantime, which I've kind of. I said a few thoughts to you guys um, mm. on the on the Discord thread that we've got going on, which is just more of the same from Far Cry uh, <laughs> from Ubisoft. Um, which, to be fair, I, I wasn't expecting any different really, because mm. I think if you can say one thing about Ubisoft, is their franchises are just a continuation of the same thing. If you look at what they did with um, Assassins and the Ghost Recon, and then obviously oh, yeah. Far Cry et al, it just seems to be they find a formula that works then they just ever slightly oh they just pick it up and go right well you were here last time and you're there now so yeah, in this one it yeah. is pretty much the same premise that you're in a basically Cuba almost in Far Cry 6 that you're in a South American communist dictatorship that's been taken over by it's the actor that did um, the chicken guy from Breaking Bad <laughs> yes I, was, I, I can't remember <laughs> Gus Fring. Uh, Gus Fring, yeah. yeah. His name in the... So he's the he's the main protagonist, um, who's basically taking over these like small sequence of islands that um is staking its independence away from America. Um they've basically kept everybody on the island. They've found some sort of treatment to delay or cure cancer or slow its effects down. Oh. Um, but the irony is that he's slowly dying himself, um, which, yeah. spoiler alert, sorry, um, you know, but he's okay. also kind of slowly dying himself of of cancer or some disease that he's taking these drugs to combat himself. Um, you're uh, a gorilla, obviously a, a freedom fighter, um, trying to recover these lands. There was some sort of revolution back in 1967 that failed. Um, so now you're basically having a resurgence of this uh, of this revolution, basically. Um, <clears throat> so, like I say, it pre- plays out pretty much the same as Far Cry. You're flying solo, taking over checkpoints, bases, um, anti-aircraft um, guns, taking out military targets, etc., etc. And it is just a bit of a rinse and repeat formula throughout, which is great in some respects because it's a game that you can just switch off, go around, shoot people, mm. blow some stuff up, 
drive around, you know, parachute in, blow some stuff up with a helicopter and, and things like that. But it's it's almost like there's not there's too much to do in terms of the the map is almost too big for what <laughs> what you is available to do. But there's not yeah. enough to fill it with in terms of I I stayed with the same guns mainly throughout the entire game. Um, even though you know you can find new guns through um, finding weapon crates and things and completing missions and unlocking things, um, from the get go you're given this inexplainable backpack that fires rockets and other <laughs> other abilities. You know the the, the rockets is the base um, the base function of it, and I didn't change it all the way through because it takes down helicopters and things. So you yeah. know they hold me on things, so it, it served a purpose, but it can. Um, have EMP blasts and things and gas clouds and what have you know to disable enemies and things um, but yeah it's like in these sort of guns you think oh I'll get a rocket launcher or a grenade launcher and I'll go blow some crap up and blow people away and it just never really happened um, yeah. I mean I, I played stealthily quite a lot of the time anyway but I found that I played stealthy because you could shoot people in the head and it'd be a one shot kill but then if you were shooting them normally they'd just take half a clip to a full clip to actually put the enemies down so playing stealthy was just easier not more difficult if you know what i mean sure, so normally yeah. you think it'd be more easy to just run and gun and blow everybody up and the stealthy option would be the more difficult approach it was the opposite which i don't mind i like a bit of stealth and things like that which i quite enjoy but and i know we sort of touched on this again on discord and probably chat about it in some respects in in similar similar like to to halo but there's just parts of the map that are still greyed out when I finished it that I'd never mm -hmm. been to. Parts of the map, you felt like it was just literally going, well, you're here, but I'm going to send you over there just because, you know, because we've made this huge map. And, and, and Ubisoft make these huge maps, you know, they have done with, like I said, with Ghost Recon and, and Far Cry, and they made these, you know, great big maps, which is fine. As long as there's stuff to do and there's a reason for it, um, you know, and it's... I, I sort of blow hot and cold with fast travel mechanics because I use fast travel mechanics because they're there. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, it's because I, I just lean on them because it gets me from A to B quickly. Yeah. Whereas I feel like if there was enough reason for me to go from A to B without needing to do that and a justified reason and it makes it entertaining enough to do it, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. But, you know, like you can literally just hop from base to base once you've unlocked it. You can, par you can parachute in, bizarrely out of nowhere from you know you can you can airdrop in but there's not like a helicopter drops you off or a plane you just literally fall out of the sky for, for no apparent reason um they're so self-aware that people are just like take out the fluff you know because it's like you're not fooling anyone we know this is just a big old you know sandbox playground just yeah. just let us fall out of the sky into yeah the... yeah well that's it it's you know like i say it, it's not because it's a it's not a bad game you know the the, mm -hmm. the gunplay is nice and i played it on the ps5 so i've been the sort of the um the triggers um you know the you know the triggers that are vibrating and resistance haptic, yeah. you know the, the haptic ones yeah so that was quite nice um then i played a, a bit of court briefly with uh with mark on there um, which I think you would, if you played it from start to finish in co-op, you might get a little bit more out of it because mm. you, you know, one of you might be able to take the sort of the stealthy approach and one sort of the one that runs in and just takes everybody head on and things like that. And then obviously there's a lot of obviously um, vehicles that you can jump in with helicopters and tanks and things where one can gun, one can drive um, because the AI is just, yeah, not not very good. It's not great um, mm. as is the, the enemy AI. They're just... 
they spam you with grenades. Just like for, you can be stood like five feet away from them, and they literally just pelt a grenade at the floor at you, or a rocket launcher. Yeah, I can see that you're stood five feet away from it, but I'll still shoot you with a rocket launcher, like, and I'll be fine. I'll be absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, they, they can be t- they can turn the back on you, and then they can just like bob a grenade over like over the shoulder, <laughs> literally land perfectly from like twenty yards away on your feet, and it's just like yeah, this is just you know when you like play Call of Duty on like the um, like the highest setting, and you just like you just like sat behind a box and yeah. like ten grenades surround you. It's almost like that. So but that's just their default setting. You're just like yeah, just. they've tuned it up so much that they they they, they think they sort of like yeah people people want a challenge right we'll make our ai you know really really good and actually it just makes it ridiculous yeah 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 so it like say it's not because it's a bad game but it's just (laughs) yeah it's just Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's it, and you know, there's enough sort of cheesy, cheesy accents in there to to tick every single box in there. Oh, um, no. You know, you get sidekicks, you get you get a crocodile sidekick, you get a sausage oh. dog that's sausage dog on wheels, literally on wheels. Its back legs aren't working, and so it's like you know, you got a sausage dog on wheels to disrupt enemies away from, which is it's funny for the first five minutes when you're like, I'm just literally being followed by, you know, by a dog in a wheelchair, do you know what I mean? So it just, it gets a bit weird and the, the crocodile's wearing a t-shirt and a hoodie and it's just like, yeah, this is, this is really weird. This is really weird. So, but yeah, it's, I, I think it took me about 29, 30 hours all in. Um, it's not you know, so, yeah. so for a bit of mindless fun, uh, I did a few yeah. of the side quests, but you know, there's, there's all these actually Yaren stories and the, the main, problem that i had with it actually is i finished the main story um and you can clear the island like so you go clear these anti-aircraft guns and all these bases and and i didn't clear all of those but you could go spend all that time clearing them and at the end of the game it's like right again spoiler you've you've killed the the dictator guy's dead um but then there's still pockets of this you know this this army around Mm. so somebody else just tries to take his place and starts all these bases again, and they've built some new anti-aircraft weapons, and uh, and it's like, so you want me to go do more of the same that I've just been doing for the last thirty hours? It's like just erase uh-huh. all of your progress. To start yeah, again. basically. Yeah, 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 basically. And it was like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm kind of done with that now. So, the once I realised what it was trying to make me do again, I was like, I, I think I'm done with Far Cry now. Yeah. I've, I've, how, I've, how can we make that thirty-hour game? 60 hours for some people who kind of want to to stay in it and that's you know it's fine to have that kind of thing but lots of mm. other games have things like new game plus instead yeah. so you can feel that much more of a banner boss going back through it rather than erase all of my progress and make me feel mm. like a dickhead after 30 yeah, yeah. hours of being here i've defeated the big bad it all feels good now nah, mate just yeah. go to someone else then now yeah, yeah, that's it. And, and there's a leveling system throughout, and it just seems pointless because nothing changes. Mm. You know, there's like a threat level goes up, and all the enemies are harder to kill, and blah blah blah. And it's like, well, they're not really. You know, I can still, you know, they're not like they've got any extra armor or any, you know, extra tactics or skill or any higher powered weapons or better weapons. It's just I can still sneak in, I can still pop them in the head from a distance if I'm stealthy, and that's it, job done. Um, so yeah, it just it just seemed like there was the sort of uh, ticks in the boxes for the the systems the mechanics and things but yeah yeah it's it's it needs to like like it loose here it's needs to step up and start like move on now you know the, mm. the sort of the far cry so. it's just far cry mm. from the sort of the ps4 and the the one x 
um, generation they still sell that just so well. Made. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, they, they mm. probably do. And like I say, the, the, for, for the mechanics of it and just the pure shooter aspect of it as a first-person shooter, it's a solid game, but mm-hmm. it just needs more padding to make it more of an experience and just here's a massive island and yeah. some of it you don't actually need to go and see. And it's it, Far Cry is a weird franchise these days because it started off kind of more as this like serious, yeah, open, a bit more open world, but this kind of like serious sort of shooter. The first game, the second game as well, you had the uh, like malaria mechanic. Far Cry Two is a fantastic game. You know, there's there's weapon degradation, there's uh, mm. the, the malaria uh, idea, and you've got to go and, and and get yourself meds every you know certain amount of time and things like that and the map was so big um for the ps2 i think far cry 2 was on that it it was split in half you know you loaded into the second half of the of the map and it had all of that whole like heart of darkness kind of storyline towards the end and like fantastic game and three went we will step this up we'll make it a bit more kind of open worldy ubisoft open worldy and we'll do all these kinds of things and it just doesn't seem to have changed since that they kind of took that step, and they're like, "Yeah, it's just gonna. We're just gonna throw out a few games. We, we'll do Primal. Uh, we'll change it up to Cavemen, but it's a similar kind of thing. And we'll, 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 we'll kind of bandy around this sort of idea. So I can, I can see why it would maybe appeal to be a bit shorter. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. coming in if it was a fifteen-hour game, you could absolutely see." why they would just sort of throw that out you know being 30 hours yeah okay it's got a little bit of sort of body to it and stuff but then if they're making the map so it's like a 60 hour game and actually it's you know more akin to something like the witcher which is a massive massive game and the story takes you here and here and here and here and it gives you a reason to go to these different places um and the thing that kind of stood out when you were chat about your experience was it was the uh the using the fast travel system like i i I don't generally use fast travel systems in games if i can get away with it and more so if i'm enjoying traversing through the world so spider-man never use the fast travel system apart from the five times you needed to get the trophy never use the fast travel system because it was fun to swing around new york red dead redemption 2 never used any kind of fast travel yeah, it might not even I have a fast travel system in, but um, <laughs> all the time. You, you just, I, I just wanted you, but but again, that world was so rich and so much yeah, stuff could yeah. just kind of happen whilst you were out on the road. Oh, that game was through. long. That game I was, was like, long. yeah, it, yeah. Like you say, you the... I was like, yeah. at this point, I just want to save New York City. Just give, put me on the subway for for the last few missions, you know. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it. Like you say, the two, the two mentioned there, like Witcher and uh, Red Dead, at least. In GTA, you know, at least you could have random encounters. You know, there might be a mission that only pops up because you're travelling. You know, mm-hmm. it won't pop up on your map unless you're doing it. Um, so, like you say, you're kind of almost missing out, and it's enriching the overall experience because of that. And those sort of off-the-cuff, wacky, random experiences, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of... That kind of adds to an overall maybe serious you know subject matter or what have you but yeah it's just yeah yeah it's just, there's I none almost... of that in far cry you're not no, gonna happen no. across a family of crocodiles and find their mother or something you're just gonna shoot up another camp uh, yeah, yeah. It's, you know like the side <laughs> missions you know you have to you have to go fetch like food for chorizo the sausage dog and stuff like that and it's just like make sure you know feed the dog and stuff like that and just like this is just 
you know, you don't mind a little bit of that. You know what I mean? It's just a little bit of fun here and there. But yeah, yeah. It's, I find myself more fast traveling because I knew I was getting towards the end and I was almost accelerating the end, you know, because mm-hmm. I know where this is going and I kind of just want to get, you know, I just want to cut to the chase now. Um, but yeah, so, it, you know, eventually when it will be in some sort of flash sale in the future, you know, as, as many, many Ubisoft games are, um, I'd recommend somebody pick it up just to even just to rinse just a few easy trophies or achievements or something, just yeah. or just a, a bit of filler to fill a bit of time if there's a, a lull in releases or release schedule. But given the nature of what is coming up in the next few months, it's hard to really say, yeah, yeah, yeah. go play that instead. It completely. Now might be the time to do that. And January generally is that kind of time where no massive mm. games come out and you could get to go back to either the backlog or things that you may have missed kind of through the last yeah. year and it, it does seem like you know, Far Cry is always like just dumb fun right it mm. is kind of oh, I just want to just shoot some stuff it doesn't need to kind of do anything for me it doesn't need to be anything else it, apart from like the setup and how the story might appear to be you know and always with Far Cry the most political storyline that we could ever make but it's not political in any way whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. You can ignore the story yeah. completely. We're not actually saying anything. We're not we're actually like... in Cuba. Yeah. Yeah. Communism is bad. <laughs> Down with the commies. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh, the joy hopefully, of Ubisoft. Hopefully those games and the stories they tell will get better. Uh, no, but it seems like they're well, hopefully shaking things up at that studio. Who can say if they really are? But, um... I, it's, several people. There's been uh, I can't remember what it's been called. There's a there's like a hashtag on Twitter for it because there's been this exodus from Ubisoft mm-hmm. of lots mm-hmm. of people, lots of talent, writers, uh, programmers, and various people have left yeah, all because of the issues yeah. that have been around with the with the company and how they've been treating people and, and things. So they've had a bit of an exodus, and you'd like to think that maybe they understand that they need to fill that they maybe not need to fill those positions with um, you know just as a revolving door kind of thing but they actually need to step mm-hmm. back and say well why are we why have we lost all these people what can we do that's better and all, all of that sort of stuff yeah. and bring in more talent rather than going to the closest like uni and saying hey what coding programs do you have here's a job advert we'll take we'll take 40 coders and we'll place them in our various studios around sort of canada and stuff just to churn out (laughs) the next far cry again can you imagine being a writer and (laughs) going to ubisoft with your job application they say oh yeah you're hired you're writing the next far cry game (laughs) you just think might as as well just you know write on a piece of paper and just tear it up and throw it in the bin because none of it will matter will it? Like, I, yeah. can i can i write a you know it won't be the same and we won't call it washington but can i write about the insurrections <laughs> that happened kind of like last year they're like yes you absolutely can but the country but don't make you, it political yes exactly but we'll set it in africa <laughs> or something like that but you know if people won't give a shit then it's fine um hey, oh, it's ubisoft mm. used to be i don't know this kind of company creative. where you went cre- yeah creative a, a child of light thing, that, valiant hearts yeah, like they, they, these they used small to, games they'll always come out with new IP but the new IP are just really just different takes on their own formula like like Steep which oh, 
I'm going to have to just show you guys a funny video of me playing that for Microsoft reward points. And, I, <laughs> and it's like, okay, do this do this wingsuit. <laughs> and I just jump off the cliff and go splat. <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and just slide down. My dead corpse just slides down the hill. But yeah, it, it just seems like, you know, open world formulae for most of the and games. They, yeah. they have just released, it's a shame. I think, is it called Riders Republic or something like that? Which it basically two. looks like Steep 2. Yeah. They, <laughs> they put in BMXs or motocross bikes and you can wingsuit. You can do other things mm -hmm. in that as well. It's just like, oh yeah, we, we've got this engine and all of this stuff baked in. We didn't make enough money off of it. What can we do with it? Well, call it something else and change the setting and add in a couple of little bits and then package it completely differently and, and throw it out there. It's like, hmm... It really is just recycling, just con yeah. even in IP, even with new IP, it's just churning, churning, churning. Um, the crew. That was Ubisoft, wasn't it? That is Ubisoft as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I don't like the crew. I didn't. I didn't really get on with it. I don't like the crew. I mean, he may. He may have been. Concept, but yeah. Did I come out like the, the very, very start of like the the PS4? cycle and the xbox one cycle yeah i think so quite early deals wasn't it? when it's like oh my god we can because it was the same as like assassin's creed you want it oh my god we can make this really amazing experience online and push it because all this mm -hmm. technology and it's like actually yeah it didn't really <laughs> quite work did it and it's like no it didn't really no yeah people forget about these things though ben you forget like people give it a few years and people forget it ever happened and then look at this we've got this online racing experience and da 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 and it, they'll call it yeah. The gang instead of the crew. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah, it's just it's set brilliant. in London instead. Everyone's yeah. everyone's got an Arizona. Yeah, all right, mate. Yeah, we're going down and we're going down and racing and mini. smashing stuff out like it. Yeah, just drifting around Trafalgar Square and what have you. Just... <laughs> Done. They can use all the voice talent. They don't even have to get new voice talent. They'll just recycle all the Watchdogs three. Uh, uh, voices and stuff, and put Just all of those in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't even need to worry about it anymore, do they? I forgot that came out. Yeah, the crew two, Watchdog mm. three voices done. Because I was even like, Watch isn't that set in San Francisco? Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, they made a free, didn't mm. they? That came and went. Mm. Yes, yes, it did. Um, I, two years ago. Oh, it must be yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I assume that in about two weeks' time, I'll be giving Ubisoft a little bit more money because. Um, the ladies have been absolutely loving Just Dance, and um, they give you a free month of Just Dance Unlimited. So the disc mm -hmm. has like 50 songs on, right? 50 dancers. Just Dance Unlimited has like 750 additional Jesus. songs. Yeah, and that, so, that's, that, that's a good idea. Keep them occupied. Exactly, exactly. But it, I, I, and I don't know how much it is for, for the it's year. Worth every I'll, penny. I'll, I'll, do, I'll deal with that when it rolls around after me. Uh, three months trial runs out mm -hmm. but evelyn's like i want to make a playlist of all of my favorite songs mm. like cool that's fine let's scroll through what do you want to dance to oh look there's ymca let's do that fine <laughs> okay you'd see, you can see me time. stood in my living room fucking oh my god mate what the fuck am i doing like, i mean it, it is fun it is ridiculous and especially after three I thought songs she was gonna, and you're, you're gonna say something modern no, it's great that kids no. still yeah, love YMCA. Into like Ariana Grande or something, but let's go yeah. straight I mean, back to the 70s. Yeah, that's all yes. on there Good as well. Stuff. But it's yeah. like Footloose, 
YMCA. Mm-hmm. Some, there's, there's a load of songs on there for kids as well. And some absolutely ridiculous... Uh, there's tons of like Spanish language songs uh, and things on oh, there cool. too. Which Evelyn absolutely does. Because some of them, she's got no idea what the words are. And she's just like going... Just along to it. I'm like, cool, this is fine. Well, doesn't, doesn't... She'll, she'll be fluent in Spanish by the time she's 10. So. <laughs> Education is cool. So tell us, where did your child learn Spanish from? Well, <laughs> let me tell you. She thinks she's asked for two beers, but actually she's just talking about prostitutes and drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously in Spanish, not knowing what she's saying. Yes. Um, yeah, it's... it's it's uh, Ubisoft are such a weird company. Just odd. And they will never change. We, we say we hope they will. They will never change. As long as... Uh, Eves is still in charge. That, that company's going absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. well, oh well. Um, mm-hmm. Talking about recycled content, should we talk about Halo? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's Why that's not? not a dig. In, in you know, it, it sounds like a dig, but it's kind of not a dig. Oh, I I didn't even take that as a you know insult. That's literally what it is. <laughs> that's the game from. It's funny what it's funny you say that because I know. I know that you said uh, a couple of times in the in the chat that you're sort of penning your thoughts on Halo, and 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 I was trying to sort of pen some thoughts, but be positive about Halo. But then I was like, it sounds like I'm just like bagging on it because I was like, <laughs> I was like, Halo is just starting to almost become like Mario to Nintendo. Microsoft is just like, mm. we need a new console launch, and we need something exciting. Let's just pull Master Chief out, and it's like Nintendo just do the same with Mario, and it's like. That's not a dig, but it's almost. It feels like that's what is. Feels I'd like say... what Halo's and Master Chief's journey is now yeah. becoming. Is that it's like, and and hey, I've really enjoyed Halo Infinite. You know, I, I really enjoyed playing it. Um, and it was the closest experience with Halo I've had since Combat Evolved. But I can't decide if that's because they've just, like you said, almost tried to make it Combat Evolved, but not Combat Evolved. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just try to make it in a pseudo open world experience um of if this is the closest thing to almost bring life back to the franchise but also restart the franchise for people that may have just got an xbox for the first time or got game pass for the first time yeah. and almost yeah start afresh almost yeah it, um, it does feel like that it's almost, it, it's almost like a little bit in, in terms of its storyline it kind of feels like a bit of a reboot right mm. I, I i've run through over the last six-ish, but maybe a bit longer, sort of months, all of the Halo games, apart from Guardians, which was Halo Five, mm. um, so I got all the way up to four, and and Infinite came out. I didn't even realise Five existed, which is why I didn't plan to get that in before Infinite had had come out as yeah. well. Um, but running through all of those and then getting into Infinite, I'm like. I can see where they've tweaked things, but it is more of the same. And unfortunately for me, having done that, and I I could see why for someone who played Halo 4 years ago and then maybe played 5 when that came out, that this would feel fresh enough that it would feel like a good uh, uh, entry into the franchise. And I'm intrigued about where the story goes. I, I, I finished it earlier this week, so I'm intrigued about kind of what happens and where the story goes and what they're going to do with it. But it just feels like Halo, I just move a little bit faster. 
I just I, I might be able to, to use my little grapple hook, which yeah. absolutely feels like it was thrown in last minute. Um, it, it feels like it's Halo was this Halo, or at least Halo Infinite was this thing. And this time was it about this time last year when they released the trailer, and everyone went, "Wow, that's not good." And they must have gone through, you know, and it was going to release last year, so yep. they must have gone through a year's worth of revisions and changes and really quick kind of updates that i imagine that 343 have absolutely worked their ass off over this last year just to get it to a point where it's kind of releasable but it everything about it kind of feels weird and disjointed to me having played having played through all of those halo games it, it it's just odd that's not to say i didn't enjoy my time with it right it's a competent game for me it's competent it, it was great being a 20-hour experience and getting all of the forward operating bases, suddenly with Metal Gear. Uh, having a grappling hook suddenly would just cause uh, a changing kind of the way that the, the... I mean, not changing too much the way that sort of like the guns and the gunplay kind of feels, but changing that up very slightly to make it a little bit more modern and stuff. It just, mm. and it just feels like a very disjointed game for me. Yeah, I mean, it had a turbulent development mm. we all know that i think I, I always said it's gonna feel like it's gonna be a crackdown free where the only difference between crackdown free and this game is that crackdown free wasn't everyone panned it <laughs> every yeah. i think everyone's just very hopeful for halo because they, they want to i mean i'm glad three four three have got to win this time that you know people mm. really enjoyed this game a lot of people voted it game of the year um i think people just wanted to see halo come back and be okay <laughs> but it's like after five and after you know how it was unveiled last year it, you know i think i think people probably just had very average expectations and it surpassed those and therefore it's the best game ever made mm. which uh, I, I don't know I, I i found it i've only played a little bit of it it, it feels like a very good halo um then i think you're right in saying that the grappling hook wasn't always planned from the beginning, but mm. I think saying it was thrown in, I think that's a bit harsher because it does feel good. Um, I mean, it I, feels good to use, mm. but you mm. only use it half the time. When you're playing the game wrong. <laughs> I'm going to say, I, I used it a lot. <laughs> yeah. I use that, that more than any of the other things. Made. Really? I, I, like the, the, like the, the boost dodge, I barely touched that. Oh, no, um, see, I use that all the time. As soon as I unlock mm -hmm. that, I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm going to use. Yeah, no, you so like your I, boots I on the ground, look. Halo. Yeah, yeah. To me, that the grapple look was my event. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I used it for like grabbing the um, the, the explodable the... containers and to yeah. lob them around mm. and things yeah, yeah, yeah. And to dodge. Um, yeah, so I, I found it quite useful. I, I, I but it is it's the thing that I find with it is that we've had Master Chief for this long. Why is he now suddenly got these? abilities where where have they now come from do you know yeah. what i mean it's like i try and ignore all that it's like why did nathan drake suddenly just have a grappling hook in four and he never had that before i i mean especially with halo the story's dumb the story's even yeah. dumber in this one from what i've seen it's just some <laughs> ape guy saying master chief i threw you off a cliff come kill me i know it's, it's not even mate you get get like 20 minutes into it it's not even him it's his mate yeah. They're different monkeys. Yep. 
Okay, yeah, well, there you go. One, yeah. I don't know which one's Craig and which one is Craig's brother, but um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> They're all Craig. Yeah, yeah. In our hearts, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think... I mean, I, I haven't played much of it, but yeah, I, I, I've enjoyed it, but I don't... I'm just not compelled to go back to it because it mm. has like that kind of Far Cry like formula, as you were saying before, Steve, just like how... Mm. It feels like it is just mindless and I'm not building towards anything like in terms of the story or in terms of like different environments. Apparently there were meant to be different environments, but the mm. game came in hot, so obviously didn't have them. But yeah, it, I, I see what you mean by disjointed. It feels like they have this, they have the base mechanics that feel very good, but it's like, okay, we're going to go open world just put something in there put some put some ubisoft ass you know towers in there and stuff like that so it it, it it's it, i'm not compelled to go back to it because it's like what am i building to especially when i know the story's gonna be bad <laughs> and it, it's, it, it, it's it's one of those and again one of the things that makes it feel disjointed at least for me mm-hmm. is that you have the open world stuff right you can unlock things you can gain valor by going around the map and doing certain things, you know, rescuing UNSC teams or taking out what what I think they call them propaganda towers. So yeah, where yeah, a, yeah. a grunt is basically like just shouting stuff over the the uh, across the land, which is hilarious. It's it's great. Like a lot of some of that stuff is very very well written um, for those like bits. But then you have the other half of the game, which is all what you expect of halo like in corridor you're moving through single corridor areas straight through and yes some of the boxes that you come into are larger and have those like canisters around to be able to throw about and stuff and lots of cover to be able to dodge into and and things like that but those two elements are very different to each other and i think a lot of that comes from you can go around as i say get valor in the open world which then unlocks weapons and vehicles that you can get from these forward operating bases which are areas you know little bases that you can unlock across the map and then at the end of the game none of that matters yeah it's just here's more here's a massive corridor section that in standard halo you've run out of you know ammunition you've just got to pick up whatever weapon is closest to you or near you enough that you feel comfortable mm-hmm. with to 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 roll on through. But yeah, I, I I I mean I don't play open world games really anyway, apart mm. from if they are something like The Witcher or you know Red Dead or something like that, where you're going to find those compelling stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Steve, from your point of view, like what what. Do you prefer this more to Far Cry Six, and why? What 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 would put Halo on a higher pedestal than Far Cry Six? I, I did, but I think it's more <clears> because <throat> I have a, a more close affinity to Halo than than Far Cry. Because I, like yeah. I, I played Combat Evolved from when the the first Xbox came out, and, mm. and that's probably part of it. And I've played the the series from there. Um, it, it is very similar in, in terms of what Ben said, you know, and. My sort of issue with it really is that it could be really, like you said, it could be really interesting. Like there's there's these Halo rings and there's all these different Halo rings, but they all just mm-hmm. seem to be the same, you know. And it's the 
it almost like they've pigeonholed themselves in terms of the yeah. enemies and the covenant are all you know the covenant are always there you know it, it's like it's have these monkey boys other... been in a previous game then yes they... yeah. Okay. yeah 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 then it's almost like you go back to halo 2 when you know actually nice. teamed up with the covenant and then obviously the covenant would be like you're against them and things like that and it's like they all like the the word infinite you know it is infinite you know the different halo rings could be different environments different worlds different species and things like that but it's not but it's i don't know it's the the open world mechanic of halo is a lot smaller than far cry you know yeah. it is a lot smaller it's it's, it's almost like it's a, it's a pseudo open world mm. with main missions woven around it and i think yeah i think halo's real sort of saving grace with that is that those main missions and the sort of the scripting and the 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 music score and things like that they kind of there's there's a couple of moments in there that i thought wow this is really good and you know the the moment where um chief jumps out of you know out of the window into the back of the pelican bend which i don't know if you've you've mm-hmm. got that bit like that was just like oh my god this is you know that that was i thought that was a really good moment and things like that and mm-hmm. i think it's got those really strong moments and they're strong enough to kind of carry it through yeah um yeah. build on master chief um and the pilot and things like that and then it leaves off in a really good place i thought you know i kind of felt like it left off in a really good place to kind of go obviously again it's infinite and this idea is that this is a, a rolling project and things come out you know more dlc and it kind of expands on it i feel like it, <laughs> it kind of left it in a good place to, to kick on from assuming that they take it into these places that i think halo really needs to go to you know like say that change the environment change the enemies and things like that because you know you're fighting the same and you're fighting the grunts the jackals um you know you're fighting the um like i said the covenant the predators and things like that again you know the the vehicles are the same and things and i feel like it needs to just evolve that little bit more into the next we found this new halo we found this new race this new technology you know and i feel like they've kind of touched on that with these mm. all these technologies and these whatever they are that you know this or the foul this other race and then you kill it and then it disappears and oh that's it they've gone now you know that's it oh well you know never mind you know, crisis averted you know we, we, they've, they've disappeared now um so yeah but i think i feel like the i think this is a real good step for 343 because I, I know that Bungie was still kind of there in almost like a supervisor role for the previous halo four and fives and things and i feel like this is them sort of like stepping into their own yeah yeah you know, onto their own stride. I, I hope it doesn't really go down the destiny route that Bungie are going down. I don't kind of want it to go that route because I think that's just a separate kettle of fish entirely. Mm. But more just open that world a little bit more because the lore in Halo is really good. You know, the, it's really mm-hmm. solid. Just expand that a little bit more. You know, make it a little bit more, almost a bit more Mass Effect-y. Do you know what I mean? That yeah, sort of yeah. thing. Just give these different races a, a reason for being there. Do you know what I mean? It's not just there's another race. Right, okay, and, and why? Nah, just just because. You know, there's a reason for them space, being there. Mate. It's space. Yeah. Yeah, we can find space monkeys and chips and <laughs> what, dogs or whatever it might be, and just because. It'd be cat just snacks. Cost it's, just, it's just cats next, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I'd probably that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say just... He's in his next environments or worlds mm-hmm. or just... But, you no know, because it's environment. Yeah, you know, because like I say, it, 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 this is this, this is Halo Zeta, so you know, this is a different ring, and it's just, it's just mm-hmm. the same. You know, it's just the same mm. as any other Halo. You've got a bit of rolling landscape, you've got a bit of greenery, 
you know, you've got the edges of the halo where it drops off and things, and like you've got your tight corridors and things, but you know, just what the... if the next the next DLC was like Hell on Earth slash Mars? You didn't play as Green Spaceman Halo, Mr. Halo, Mr. John Halo, you played as the Doom guy, the, yeah, the Doom Slayer, yeah, it just, just it's, it's very, very easy to just jump across. Own both properties now. Mm-hmm. Why don't they make Doom DLC and make it like the first game, not the second game that wasn't that good? Yeah. I mean, it'd be very, Death. very easy to do. There is, I think, there is planned <laughs> DLC, like free DLC as well, that's going to be coming out um, for Infinite, and and mm. I would imagine some of that is just going to be kind of where it's left off it might be you know they suddenly go well yeah we did do a load of work on some of these other environments let's and you know not a big spoiler but kind of you're at this point you you basically play on this part of this massive ring right mm. across the, the the thing and towards the end of the game suddenly master's like oh i'm over here now okay cool <laughs> but that allows them to kind of go well, yeah, it's, you're now in a different section. This is a completely different environment. There's different kind of hazards, environmental hazards. There's different ways that you kind of uh, navigate and traverse across these spaces. And there's mm-hmm. lots that they could do, especially with that grappling hook. Loads of stuff that they could look at kind of doing with that and throwing in kind of new enemies. And it would be great for them to say, well, yeah, we did all of this work. So let's let's yeah. use one of these other environments that we have worked on and just throw in like a four-hour five hour little you know experience where it's kind of we've alluded to this being a slightly this ring is slightly different from all of the other rings there's something about this and it can just delve into that just a little bit whilst introducing other things as a really good kind of prelude to whatever is going to be the next kind of full game Uh, whether that still remains on that ring or whatever they're kind of going to do with it I think them sort of then setting the tone with this next DLC in terms of the scope of whatever the next game's going to be and would be would be really good. Rather than again yeah. just more green space to walk they've around. They've got they've they've got the foundation and yeah. that affords them some breathing room, which I'm glad because, you know I mean, as I say, free for free needed needed a break and it's mm. like They've probably been crunching for like the last fifteen years, so, um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. And just let's just hope the community's not too demanding, and they take their time with whatever's coming next because they they've got that goodwill now and they've got that breathing room. So mm. I'm just happy for free for free to be honest, because could have gone real ugly. <laughs> yeah, completely. Yeah, Absolutely. and I have zero stakes in Halo. I don't care about Halo, and. <laughs> You know, I'm just glad for them, you know, because as, as, as Steve said, it's, it feels like they've put their stamp on it now and hopefully they evolve this very good foundation that they have. Yeah. Um, they combat evolve. Anyway, let's move <laughs> from... Yes, <Halo>. please. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should probably open up um, some more beers. Uh, I'll go Lu- get my second. Yeah, perfect. perfect. Uh, yeah. Stephen, what are you cracking into for your second beer? Um, so as I alluded to earlier, I, I have a sour, uh, yes. sour beer. 
Um, so I've got a circle the wagons, uh, which is from Mortalis. So mm. from across the pond, uh, this one. So um, small shout out to my brother who runs Beers of America. Um, he imports American beers um, over um, that you don't really get over here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he, he gave me this one for Christmas. Um, so we did a bit of a secret Santa for our uh, Christmas this year. And luckily for him, he got me, because otherwise, if he got somebody else, he'd have been really struggling. So I'm an easy buy, <laughs> so he can give me beer, which is fantastic. Perfect. Um, like, mm, which which ones have I got sat in the in the room that I really need to get rid of? That's go. Yeah, oh, yeah. perfect. Stephen, here you go. Christmas. Yeah, right. yeah. And, I, and I'll lap it up, because I had one uh, the other week. I had a, another, half, uh, another half beer, and I, I love other half. So, yeah, mm. I'll lap it up. So, um, stupidly, I've uh, opened this before I've read the label, but... Um, but it's a sour ale brewed with blueberry, raspberry, marshmallow, and walnuts, um, oh. and it is seven percent. So it's not a, a light one either, um, like the first one. Mm-hmm. But I've had some mortalis in the past. These can be like really sort of thick, smoothie-like sours. So I, I love them. I've, I've loved everything I've had of them um, in the past. But I just didn't want to have that first. Yep. Kind of dis- destroy my palate really, because yeah, that's kind yeah. of what these beers do. Because you you get pretty much everything that they say on the can um you know down to the marshmallow down to the walnut i don't know what sort of wizardry that they use to make it happen mm-hmm. it just happens um so yeah so that that's me and i'll i'll be in my happy place i've still got some of the northern monk left as i expected yep. that just felt like diabetes in a can i'm not gonna lie that that was <laughs> that is, it just you know when you, when you have one it's just like sticks in you it's just like it's very like, cloying, yeah. Very yeah. cloying, it's there. Mm. So I will finish it, obviously, because, you know, it's beer and I'm going to drink it. But I feel like I just need a, a bit of a break from that. So, yeah, fair, so yes, I'm, I'm going to my happy, sour place. Nice. <laughs> uh, Lucy, what Very have nice. you just grabbed? Speaking of diabetes in a can, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, this is called Venti is 20. It is a coffee Belgian double, six point four percent, from both Phantom Brewing and Brew York. Um, twenty is twenty. Uh, it says it's got okay. The malts are Bohemian wheat, amber, and melanoidin. Um, adjunct is coffee, yeast, Abbey. Uh, ingredients: barley, wheat, coffee, yeast. Um, yeah. Uh, Thought this sounded nice and Brew York being involved, that that gives me hope because they know how to do stats better than most people in the country, in my opinion. So, mm. Belgian double nice. with coffee in it. Brilliant. Mm. Um, I, I saw this beer and I knew that I had to pick it up for uh, for today. Uh, I've got a, an American brewed beer, and knowing you were coming on, Stephen, and you you know liking your your American brews. Um, but this is Double Something Infinity from Sand City Brewing and Finback. Nice. They don't put a huge amount of information on the can. Um, it was it, It's canned, brewed and canned in collaboration with Finback by Sand City, who are in somewhere called Lindhurst in New York. I assume that's the state uh, rather than the city. Um, mm. like you know they put the infinity symbol kind of doubled it up over on the can it looks very nice it was very tempting to sort of pick up again another can in the bottle shop don't know how old this is there's no dates at all on this um, could have been sat there for six months could have been sat there for two 
Could have been there for a little while. Um, but yeah, that's it. So it's, uh, did I tell you how much it is? Eight, eight 8.5%. So it's a double IP. Yeah, I, I, there's some cracking breweries in New York. And, well, you know, you support everything in England as, as you always will and always should. But mm. some of the American stuff that you can get from over there, especially that East Coast in New York, is just. Yeah. Just, I, I can't like... wait until I can eventually get over there when the world's not collapsing and <laughs> melting down and people are throwing parties when they shouldn't be and things like that. I just can't wait <laughs> to eventually. Jump on a plane and just think, and not worry about who I'm sat next to. Oh, there's a guy coughing over there. What's he doing? <laughs> Kick him out now. <laughs> just go and drink beer, eat food, and get fat in America for a couple of weeks and just come yeah, back. Completely. And just like, yeah. And now, I now yeah. need a, need and it's, a diet. It, it's where the months. wife says, Oh, so is that for both of us? You're like, No, it's just me. Just for me. I'm, yeah. I'm just <laughs> touring breweries. Sorry, you'll find it really boring. Yeah. You go have two weeks somewhere else. I'll go <laughs> two weeks in America. Come back after two weeks and convene, and we can tell each other some amazing stories about what happened. It will be fantastic. Yeah. I'll be ten stone heavier. You will have a ton. <laughs> and it'll be fine. Fine. Oh, no, thanks. yeah, yeah. She, America's always been sort of top of my list for exploration and and going to. I'm very very poorly travelled. The furthest I've been is Germany for a business trip. So. To actually eventually <laughs> get to America and, yeah. and go right. try these things, uh, Germany, good beer city. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the the food and the drinks good in Germany. So it yeah. had, had that that to it at least. But it was only for a couple of days. But but yes, travel eventually is on the high on the list when if when we one can. day, yeah, one day. eventually do it hopefully again. Soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. So back to the beers then for this evening. Um. Is it Mortalis? Stephen, yes, yeah, it is yeah. So yeah, so it's um, it's yeah. I'm I'm in my happy place right now. I mean, look, just just look look at that. It's pure, deep, fruity, smoothie, delightfulness. It looks it's... like blood. He might be a vampire. We haven't. <laughs> if this is what if this is what blood tastes like, then <laughs> sign me up tomorrow. Yeah. Like, sign me Bees up. Bees out of blood bank. Forward. I'm not here to donate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we're already halfway there with the brewery name, aren't we? So it's you know it's expected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, just on the nose, you, you just get in that marshmallow on the nose, which is just it baffles me. Which is, again, this is probably just diabetes in a can because there's probably a, a shed load of sugar in it just to give yeah. it that smell. Mm. Oh, do you know when you just just smells incredible? Yeah. But it's super thick. It looks so thick. Mm. Yeah. The, the thing is with these as well is that it's worth rolling them before you open them. Yeah. Because obviously you store everything up right in the fridge like mm -hmm. you should do. It just all sinks to the bottom. Even when you've rolled it. I mean, I'll, I'll try and pour some out on the camera, but if you just... just like syrup. Yeah. yeah. It is just... pours out like a smoothie and it is just... Yeah. These guys, 450... Um, the guys that do sours over there is some brilliant sour producer in this country, like Vault City in particular. Mm. But I, I just don't even think anyone produces anything close to this in, the, in this country. It is just—I've never had anything like it. It's if you give that to somebody like as, as a smoothie for breakfast, like nobody would bat an eyelid. <laughs> like, literally, nobody. It tastes like beer. 
doesn't have any alcohol content taste whatsoever it's just pure fruit pure thickness you know if somebody said that is just a blueberry banana milkshake because of the thickness you would believe them it's a dense boy but yeah you get that but it's like it's not cloying like the northern monkeys in a bad way Mm -hmm. kind of like it's in a good way you know you're getting that blueberry and that raspberry getting that tartness from that but then you get that marshmallow you get a walnut right at the back end and it just like like you said earlier about the the whiplash bed it just sticks there it just it sticks there because it's literally physically sticking to your mouth yeah. because it's not it's not going anywhere but yeah it's i love these guys for for doing this sort of thing and i could could sit and drink these all day i love sours i just absolutely love them and yeah just ply me with that all day long <laughs> Just fill me with it. Nice. It's, it's like fruity. Just, it's just one of my five a day. Yeah, and I, it probably yeah. has got enough fruit in it to be a five yeah. a day. <laughs> it's no, also any, got anything... enough sugar in that it just cancels all of that out instantly, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but we, we we don't have to worry about that. You know, we don't have to <laughs> even think about that. You know, it's um some of the, you know in some of these states they don't even have to put percentages on the cans in America. Do you know what I mean? That's how crazy it is. So it's like you don't even see how strong some of these are. You know, four fifty especially. They don't yeah. have to put percentages on the beer which i just find <laughs> ridiculous you know that yeah, you know America, you know you could be drinking <laughs> anything you know you could drink in a 20 percent beer and it's like yeah we don't need yeah. to it's just it's just beer. It's just moonshine in the can <laughs> here in it so but yeah i um if, if anyone gets a, a chance to sort of jump into these I, I i granted i know them they're expensive um you know some of these can set you back you know the, the 10 11 pound a can mark but you know, Vault City is expensive. You know, the way I look at it is Vault City bottles can set you back nine, ten pound. Yeah. Um, and they're generally speaking in a shorter measure because they're in a three, seven, five bottle. You know, this is a four, seven, three can. So obviously it's an American sized can rather than a. UK and it's four, made the 40. journey over here. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Take that you know, into and, mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't think you can get anything similar to that in the UK at all. Oh. You know, and it's is uh, for me worth every penny and i know people pay silly money for the american stouts and things as well which stouts out my mm. bag but if i can just have that yeah yeah just please. yeah why not just, i mean it's, it it's clearly please. made you very happy yeah. it's worth every penny <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, but it's like it ticks every box you know and every yeah. flavor that you get on the can it is there you know what i mean it's like these mm. sours that say the Strawberry, blackberry, gooseberry, da 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 da. It's like you can get one of the flavors. This goes through every single one. You get the blueberry, you get the raspberry, mm-hmm. you get the marshmallow, you, even the walnut. Like say, if there's walnuts in there, or not, or they've used some sort of walnut flavoring. I don't know, but yeah. everything is in there. Mm. Um, uh... It's just yeah, nice, nice, incredible. Um, uh, Lucy, I don't know whether you've mm. supped it yet. We'll come to you. For no, yours. I haven't supped it yet. I'm, I'm pretty much on the same trajectory as I was last week with the like kind of white stout. Yeah. Um, this is this is poured a very orangey mm. uh, color. Um, head completely dissipated. Like white head dissipated very quickly. Um, when I first smelt it, it had a, like a, a, almost like tinny and me- metallic kind of aroma to it, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Ooh, I hope that fades by the time I." drink it but that seems to have gone now maybe they just need to aerate a bit more i don't mm. know but yeah definitely smelling like 
that coffee. That is the overwhelming uh, aroma. Mm-hmm. Slightly, slightly picking up a bit of like sweetness, like hmm, like almost a bit of fruitiness. Can't t- I can't tell what that is though. Um, but yeah, j- a bit of smokiness as well actually on nice. the on the aroma, which is nice. I mean, it's a double, so yeah, love a smoky beer. Coffee, yeah, smoky, yeah. It does have a lovely red tinge. Probably a bit more, yeah, slightly red tinge. It's more orangey. Okay. More I am. Hmm. That's always the best take, isn't it? You have a sip and you're just like, hmm, just Mm -hmm. instantly back in for more, just to double check. Not sure what to make of this one right now. Um, It feels a bit... Taste feels a bit lackluster at at, hmm. at the start. Feels like it, it it's slightly watery and it doesn't feel like it has a you know deep concentration of flavour that you'd expect when you you know have like a you know Belgian double. Mm-hmm. You know you're expecting the you know very those smoky flavours, the dark malts, the coffee, the you know a bit of earthiness. So seems to at the start not be a lot there, but Keep drinking it, keep drinking it, and letting it sit for a while. I'm getting a little bit of coffee. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it, literally the first taste that you get is a bit of that smoke. Still got a bit of smoke now. A bit of that smokiness. That I think that's I think that's the flavour that carries through the most from start to end. The very start of that flavor, if uh, taste, it's just very, it's very wishy-washy. There's not a lot there, and then you get in a bit more coffee as, you know, on the back end of the taste. But still, none of it is like punching me in the face. None of it is, you know, it's six point four percent. But even then, I, I, I still expect some like kind of depth of flavor, mm-hmm. some like chocolatiness, and you know. I don't know, this is it wasn't as bad as last week because I'm sure the video last week was um, a bit old and a bit off but uh, this one, it just feels like this I mean, it's very thin it's very thin, even as you pour it, it's very thin it doesn't feel like there's a lot going on it, it, because you can have like thin beers and they still carry a lot of flavour you know, look at table beers, very very thin mm. things, but they still have like still a decent amount of depth mm. and flavour. This, oh, it's it's not doing a lot. It's, it's interesting, not doing a isn't Because I, I I don't mm. think I've ever had anything from Phantom, but oh. the last couple of beers from Brew York have just been on that thin side. You know, not rebrews of mm. older beers and stuff, but newer ones that they've put out have had a little bit of a a, a thinness to them. And I don't know whether maybe, mm. you know, dependent on whether it's Phantom's kit or, or Brew York's kit, wherever it's actually sort of been brewed, you know, what their water quality is like it's, and how they kind of made Phantom, it. Phantom, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. But, yeah Brew York have scaled up recently, so the capacity could maybe. They? Yeah, yeah. Mm. If it's a Brew York beer, but if it's more Phantom than Brew York, then. Yeah, yeah it's more Phantom, because the thing is with Brew York is that 
I don't like the, the like, tails or anything that's not a stat from Brew York. I've never <laughs> been a massive fan of. And this definitely feels like it's straying more into that, we're going to make a lighter beer than a, mm -hmm. you know, he heavier stout white beer. But the, the style would suggest to me that it's like, you'd lean on Brew York for their qualities for that. But it just feels, it feels lacking um, mm -hmm. in, in a way that there's not much depth of flavor it, it, it's a nice tasting beer i'll give it that you know there's nothing offensive about it um but yeah i just want i just want a bit more it's, it's quite refreshing as well you still and it's not too sweet it, it's it's got a nice it's got a nice i was gonna say bland but that's not the word that i want to use it's nice and bland yeah. <laughs> that's not the word i want to use it's, it's it's got a nice it's got a nice ease to its you know to its drink it's quite quaffable it's like mm -hmm. yes i can it's 6.4 percent, but it's like i could easily drink this it's not too sweet it's not too you know cloying but i don't know if that's a case of there's nothing there so there's nothing to overwhelm <laughs> you know it's mm -hmm. like if this had a bit more mm -hmm. coffee a bit more smokiness a bit more punch then maybe it'd be a bit maybe i'd sup it more slowly but it, it feels like i could just drink this very quickly because doesn't feel like there's a lot going on. Doesn't feel like there's anything to overwhelm me. Sure. Which is a good point, but also a bad point. Mm. So, yeah, okay. um, a bit underwhelming. Yeah. Hopefully, it will grow uh, as you get more through it. I, it I might say, just pick up a little bit. It's a tasty beer, mm. but there's not a lot going on. Yeah. I want, I want more from. If you put in Belgian double on your can, I want some more. Yeah, you want something big, big. Um. Mm. I don't know what to make. I'm, I'm already sort of like halfway through the glass with this um, American collab, this double IPA. But I don't really know what to make of it. And I don't it know whether that's... look very sort of... It, it looks very similar to the first one that you had. It does. It, yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a, little, a, bit double, it's a little bit darker in colour. Only very slightly, though. Um, mm. It's a little bit thin. Um, it, it, it did pour with a bigger head, um, but that's again like like the last beer has dissipated, and it's it's interesting that I don't have any dates on this. I would I would put this as being a little old, um, okay. and uh, it, it may have travelled very well, but it hasn't then sat on the shelf uh, very well because I'm getting um, you know it's a very much a modern double IPA. It's coming through with those oniony salady kind of notes. It's very very earthy. In what I'm getting, there's not a huge amount of tropical fruit. It's not, you know, from several years ago, a, a fruit bomb. It, it is much more of that kind of danker, earthier double IPA that lots of people are putting out at the moment. But it's not doing much more than that. You know, it's got that ripe kind of melon flavour to it. It leans into with a touch of bitterness kind of on the end, which then. And I, I say dank, but it's not in that kind of dank, weedy sort of sense. Yeah. It's more in that kind of, you know, incredibly ripe, uh, you know, over-lingering fruit kind of sense. Where it's just mm. like, mm, this is, it's been sat for maybe just a little bit too long. And it's not, you know, lovely and dank in terms of it being weedy, really hoppy. You know, you've had it three days after it's been canned and you're just getting hit with dankness. This is absolutely the opposite end. Still using the word dank, but it's just been sat for that little bit too long. 
Um, mm. Drank no... like a mildewy bathroom. Mildew, mildew. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's not mildewy, uh, but it's the nose and the flavour are incredibly similar. Mm. And it has, it feels like it has got a bit of a thickness to it, like that. There, there should be just something more with mm. this, but it's kind of like. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Just not um, much going on. I mean, looking looking on untapped check-ins um, on this one, it's double double something infinity, wasn't yes. it? Yeah. Is somebody checked it in on June last year? Wow. Okay. So I, I don't know if it's been rebrewed in the interim, but there's only been mm. 883 check-ins on untapped, which suggests mm-hmm. that it probably is just a one, one yep. off rather than a rebrew. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking? Seven about seven months. Roughly, so yeah. yeah, so it's six months. Yeah, so it could have hung That's around fresh. for a, for a little while. Mm-hmm. So, at which point, you know, post six months, you probably are going to start seeing a, a tail off there. Yeah. I, you know, just you know, the the hops fade fast argument for the first probably three months, four months. I'd probably say there's probably not that much difference in it mm. in some beers. But when you get into that age, you know, seven, eight months, I think you're probably going to start noticing a. Yeah. Tail off, and it depends how it's stored. Has it been kept cold? And yeah, know, exactly. Things yes. like that. And... Yeah. Mine just says twenty twenty two, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> it could have been brewed. Brooding. Years ago, before brooding. Or... <laughs> yeah. 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 What it reminds me of is like an ice cream pale ale, which mm. you know, it's sort of like it's got a bit of flavour there, but it's just like uh, low, low, low percentage. <laughs> Yeah. Ice cream pale ale is just like a bit flat and a bit like I'd probably just rather be eating ice cream, you know. That's fair. Mm. Um, we'll move on from the beers then. As we've moved on to ice cream, we'll move back into to <laughs> games instead. Uh, Lucy, I know you uh, mentioned you had another engagement. Do you need to shoot at any point, or are you you have? To um, I'll be good for minutes? a while. Yeah, we could, yeah we could probably finish. I'll, yeah. I'll, that's fine. Cool. So we'll, we'll we'll go for it. We've got another little topic to to roll into. It's uh, just a, a short discussion, potentially about game length. Um, it's something that we've kind of alluded to with these discussions about open world games and what we've kind of put into them. But uh, the news came out about Dying Light Two, and a stat that they threw out. Basically saying, if you want to one hundred percent this game, it's going to take you five hundred hours. Five hundred hours, um, and a later tweet clarified. I think that it was much less. It's a lot less to actually get through the sort of the main campaign and side missions and things like that. But uh, it, we've talked about Lucy uh, with Adol. Um, kind of like game length and the idea of open worlds and, and, and things like that and the value that you kind of get from that but Stephen it'd be great to get your kind of take on this having recently played a couple of kind of open world games and I think kind of the main takeaway from Far Cry was it, it maybe was overblown and potentially with a with a not a bloated map but a large empty map that that could have essentially been half the size and maybe a few hours shorter uh, what what's your take on a game that could potentially run you 500 hours it, it's almost like the opposite isn't it like you say you can you can have a big map that's not it's not densely enough populated but you could almost go the opposite way if it's just too small that's too densely populated but it depends on 
what that map has been populated with. Mm. You know, because it, it and it's the same as like we said earlier with, with the likes of Far Cry and Halo is that if it's just more of the same, why is it in there? You know, it's just and it's almost what more can that game possibly bring after five hundred hours that it didn't do? And I think yeah. was it the fifty or the sixty hours that it said to complete the yes. single player and the side quest? You know, fifty or sixty hours is still a long time. You know, that is that is still a lot of hours a game that could be solo or campaign and it's you know for like I, I touched on my article you know I, I've put over 400 hours into Fortnite because of the socialization it's almost endless yep. and obviously yes it's the same thing and again and again but it's that social aspect that's bringing me back mm-hmm. and more of the same isn't always bad but in a game like that in, in terms of like dying light is that what more can you possibly do you know it's yeah. it's uh, you know another zombie game which I, I, again, zombies. How many more iterations of zombies and zombie games can we have? You know, zombies are zombies. You know, whether True. they're fast-moving zombies or slow-moving zombies, or the zombies on fire, or the throw things at you, or <laughs> spit venom, or whatever. It's like, zombies are zombies. You know what I mean? And that mechanic of survival, it's like it's like the um, the Walking Dead. You know, it's the Walking Dead. Every season did the same thing and played out the same, and again, and again, and again. It's like just because a TV series like that, just there's more of it doesn't mean it's better. You know, mm. it's like it should mm. end at a natural conclusion where it's like we're running out of ideas. Let's just put it to bed and, and that's it. And I feel like, you know, my, Anna, my wife, she, she's due, in, uh, due to give birth to our first child in May this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for, for, for me, gaming time's got to be precious. And obviously I'm going to have to be selective with what games I play. And, you know, jumping into a game that might take me 30, 40 hours and I can play a couple of hours at a time and I feel like it's been a worthwhile investment and there's been enough to keep me going, that's that's taken up my time and been a worthwhile investment. But if I'm just doing the same for 500 hours, yeah. you know, 500 hours, you know, that's even if you play two hours a day, that's still, you know, it's going to take you best part of, what, a year and a half? Something like that, <laughs> you know, to, to finish that game, you know, mm. and yeah, some of us can play and sit and play a game for six hours a day if we've got a day off or we've got nothing planned or what have you. But that's, you know, again, six hours is a, a drop in the ocean for a game that is, you know, 500 hours mm. again, to reiterate. And, you know, we, we touched on The Witcher earlier, you know, The Witcher, you could, you could easily lose yourself in The Witcher for, what, 60, 70 hours plus, yeah. whatever. Um, which, again, is a lot of hours. It's a lot of time. Yes. And to some people, that'd be, t- you know, even then, that's to some people, that'd be too much the the core you know game would be 20 30 hours something like that and bigger's not always better you know mm-hmm. that that's that's the key with a lot of things it's same with beer you know bigger beer is not always better beer bigger games are always better beers bigger books are better books because there's more pages or whatever blah 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 it's i just think why you know are mm. they just doing it yeah. for the sake of doing it and it's say with beer are people just doing these things because they can you know oh, we can make this game and it can be 500 hours right well it just screams to me that if there's 500 hours worth of content, that map has to be shrunk back, piled down. You know, it can't be a huge, expansive map because of technology and things like that. And, you know, and it's yeah. just, at what point do you just think, what what are we doing? You know, why are we doing these things? Because, you know, I mean, Dying Light is a popular game, but not an, over, an overly popular game. You know, it's not like it's yeah. a huge franchise mm-hmm. likes of your Far Cries, your Halos and things. You know, if Halo came out and so there's 500 hours worth of content, you know, there's pr- there's probably about 
50 hours, 60, assuming what they do with it, good content in there, but with Dying Light, it's like, there's no law really about it, it's just a zombie survival game. It's like there's no law and world and things like that to carry it through, whereas an existing mm-hmm. franchise might be able to carry it along for so long. True. But yeah. but for a game that's just about zombies and surviving zombies, it's just like, is, does that just become a simulator at that point? Do you know what I mean? Is it, is it just a zombie survival is it simulator? state of decay? Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like a DayZ sort of thing. You know, you're, you're, you're just running into it, this world, this, this perpetual world. Is it world. a sandbox? I don't yeah, think it's a it's, sandbox like that. No, the first game was very much uh, like a single-player campaign yeah. experience, right? Yes, it's it's mm. kind of a cross between a first-person shooter and kind of Mirror's Edge. There's lots of parkour elements to it, uh, uh, and it is essentially sort of like a first-person shooter. Um, uh, Lucy, I, I have a I have a, a bit of a different take to Stephen, so I, I, I'll come mm-hmm. to you first, because I, I, I've seen lots of nodding along to what sort of Stephen yeah, said. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with him. I mean, what can, I, I think when he said, what can you say in the extra 450 hours that you haven't said in the first 50 hours that is going to mean anything that actually mm-hmm. matters it's like this is what i hate about getting a lot of games it's like i just want them to say what you have to say and get out of there let me finish the game get your message across and let me finish the game unpacking was a two-hour game and it mm-hmm. has one of the best stories yep even telling the story last year not every game is unpacking but a lot of games overstay their welcome i prefer when i'm wanting more from a game you Mm. know a single player game i prefer when i'm wanting more and want to know okay or or just you know have that feeling of like i could have played 10 more hours of this you know not oh i got burnt out and there's still another 400, 400 hours of content and fair enough, I mean, Techland are good developer, Dying Light, the first one they had, you know, a lot of DLC. Very fun game from what I know, and people very much enjoyed it. But to have a statement of, oh, our game is 500 hours long, is more of a indictment on that studio and its culture, where last year, when they were announcing the game, they were like, oh, gamers have been shouting at us or something like that and we're just bending to their will. And they seem very keen to appease Mm -hmm. a very small majority of their players because, remember, hardly anybody finishes games. Hardly anybody sees past the first chapter or the tutorial in the game. You look at, like, achievement stats and trophy stats, barely anyone finishes games. And it's like you're, you're trying to appease a very small population just to have some you know, my balls are bigger than yours. And just for no reason for crunching your developers and make what as as Steve said, like there's no there's no world, PS five or mass you know, really powerful PC that can render a big enough world, enough quests, enough different NPCs, characters, mechanics, whatever you want, that can justify making your game five hundred hours. It's just ridiculous, and it's like it's not a selling point because yeah. people pick up Dying Light anyway. Who picks up Dying Light play and thinking, "Oh yeah, this game's gonna take me five hundred hours to complete"? No reasonable human being. Mm-hmm. 
and they're appeasing to a very weird kind of crowd who are like, you must finish this game, you must have 600 hours worth of combat. It's like, no. Because most, most casual people who will pick up this game, they're the biggest demographic of any game, they will play it for 20 hours and be like, cool, killed some zombies, finished the story. Uh, yeah, completely. And, and if the mechanics and world are good enough, people will stay in that word re- world regardless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a sandbox like GTA, people will pay, play that game for, for 13 years or however long GTA <laughs> 5's been out. And they and they will you since know since the dawn of they, time, Lucy. <laughs> since the Stone Age, people will play that game, and you know they'll love it. But you don't have to come out and say, "Oh, our game is five hundred hours long." For people to want to spend five hundred hours in your game, you know. Yes, and I, I I think like where I kind of I don't differ on what you're saying at all. I completely agree with what you're you're both saying here. Um, I, I think had they have just changed those two tweets around and the first tweet that had come out was our came our campaign is going to be 30 hours long and you'd go wow that's that you know you've 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 obviously got something to say that's great uh you know the first game had all of this additional content as you mentioned lucy it's it's and it changed things in different ways that it, it, it kept things fresh and great that that was kind of released over time for people to kind of get into it but you're just putting that up front perfect and then they tweet saying but if you <laughs> want to do all of this it's going to be this people would have gone wow what like how how have you done that what magic have you done to to do this and that the, the idea that in people's heads may have been shifted slightly that you're like right well 500 hours does that mean that this game has some kind of san andreas style gang wars kind of thing Mm. where you're fighting back and you're taking over areas and then you can do different missions in those areas if you control them and you know loads of different iterations of how you can kind of work with an open world map and how that might enable you to have a longer sort of gameplay but coming out and saying this game to 100% it is 500 hours and goes fuck is it is it really yeah Jesus and they Christ. didn't need to do that though because they have so much goodwill you know built yeah, up completely. and pe- so many people yes. would have you know and they still are going to buy Dynamite it's not like this put anyone off to, to not buy the game but it's like they didn't need to come out with that you know they just there's, it's dying like two people are stoked for that game people you know want to play it so they they didn't need to. They could just say, "Here's that game, buy it," and people would have. So it's just bizarre, yeah. and it's just it's it just. I think it's just the culture of that studio. It's probably like one higher up telling the social media guy, "Like, write this tweet. It's 500 hours long," mm. because my son, who you know, rose. who plays game, yeah, who plays games, because I've never touched a game before. He played it and he left it idle for 400 hours, and you know. It's actually let, let's put it on the let's put it on the back of the box. There's a selling point, and the poor Football social media guy is like, yeah. yeah, the social media guy had the next tweet about the thirty hours queued up immediately because he knew what was going to be the fallout. So, so yeah, it's just. But again, yeah. no press is bad press. Uh, apart True. from if you're exploiting people, your people are remembering that Dying Light is coming out soon. I guess. 
Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd not even thought about it from, from the perspective that you said there, Lucy, about the mm. people who are working on this game. It's mm. like, if they're just literally just like copy and pasting the same sort of quests or just yeah. putting another random person at that side of the map, it's like, yeah, but I, I've just done that over there. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> I just want 500 hours worth of content. I don't yeah. care if it's John over there and Jeanette over there that I'm rescuing a teddy bear or a child <laughs> or a cat in a tree or whatever it might be. It's just... <laughs> Couldn't just see my it. children because I had to just render a it. cat getting saved from a tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I had to I, I code just... this whole quest. And, it, and it's yeah, the it's... 18th of this type of quest, and I couldn't see yeah. the kids. I, yeah. I look forward to Jason Trier's 2023 book or whatever, which tells us the, <laughs> the development of how Dying Light uh, 2 actually happened and the 500 hour kind of tagline. But yeah. hopefully it isn't the exploitation of their, their workers and no. keeping them there to crunch all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's something interesting going on which will extend it which was a very easy algorithm for them to implement into their game but we will see and it would be interesting yeah. in say this time or, or towards the end of the year because this is releasing quite early in in the year it's it's i think early february it's coming out um uh, soon so yeah, yeah very soon in about three or four yeah. weeks something like that i'm um, sure it'll be fantastic that when, yeah. when we get to kind of the end of the year chats whether anyone has put in 500 people hours. will still be playing it completely exactly as you say Stephen, the for 500 hours that's like two hours a day almost an hour and a half a day to get in and yes maybe that's a six hour a 10 hour session sort of like once a week or something but that's absolutely nuts to have to dedicate to yeah. kind of one i want to see that they get there's going to be zero percent completion rate on this game <laughs> Usually it's like 0.01, this is just going to be zero. They're the only game that nobody has platinumed or got a yeah. thousand game yeah. score wrong. Not even the, not even like, the devs nope. or QA. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, they'll, they'll revise their trophy list will be sort of, uh, there's there's a slight multiplayer mode, just kill a dev, it's fine. Or kill a dev or someone who has killed a dev and it can just build yes. and build and build until everyone has this trophy. Um, versus... You must have found every single type of feces from all of these different zombies throughout the all of the regions and all the regional differences between all of these zombies. There's 4,000 different feces to find. Like, uh, I don't really fancy that. It's like fine. Core I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the, 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 I mean, from all of us, I think the, the, the resounding argument is... That it's great to have an open world game which has stuff to do yeah. that then doesn't feel massively repetitive and bloated and just a paint by numbers kind of repetition to things Absolutely. yes my map is 46 squares and it's the same thing in every single square that you come to <laughs> It needs to have that variety to it. And I mean, it, it does work in Techland's favour that Dying Light and all of the DLC that they put out did have a bunch of different modes, did introduce new things that went through, has all stuff. But this is a you know new game coming out day one with yeah. with with you know imagining that it is a feature complete product. Which just doesn't really exist that much in the AAA space oh. these days uh, is is a lot to ask for, especially 
especially 100 hours would have been nuts. If they'd have said it's 100 hours, you'd have been like, fuck me, really? Too much, yeah. 500 hours is just like... <laughs> I think I think spent five hundred hours with my fucking wife across my whole fucking <laughs> life. So, what, you know, what do you expect I'm going to do with this game? Like, yeah, yeah, no right, and it's yeah. I don't know. I'd like to say it's a game that you probably I'd be inclined to dabble with and just mm. even at like we said the thirty, forty, fifty hour solo campaign, whatever it is, it's then that's a stretch, you know, beyond yeah. the just the oh this is pretty cool, and then you put it down and that's it. Let alone eking that out for. Forever, he's like you will play this game for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, I'm, all, I'm all right. I'm all Great, right. absolutely perfect for people who have just started college or university. Yeah, yeah. Have, don't have, have, they've, got, they've got thirty quid. They can buy one game, <laughs> and you're like, I'll buy Dying Light too because I need yeah. to play nothing else for the rest of the year. And that, I mean, it, you, you're getting on like MMO sort of time frames at this point yeah. right it, it's kind of one of yeah, those yeah. where you're like yes it, it, it mmos kind of provide you with a very different experience to single player thing you know there's end game stuff to it there's loads of things there's kind of an endless cycle of what you can do even when you hit top level in an mmo you can just kind of keep going and enhancing how you play and doing lots of stuff with different people and things it, but in a single player experience it just kind of sits in an odd space yeah well that, and even if you went down the route of well you can choose one of four or five protagonists and you said well yeah. there's five and each one's a hundred it's like how different can those five different stories play out yes. you know what i mean it's yeah how many, again, it comes down to the well, how is the technology going to cope with it? five different storylines of a hundred different hours of content, mm. you know. And, and again, it's even if they said each of the character of the five was individual and played out differently, would I be inclined to play five different characters of a hundred hours of the same game? Probably not. Yep. You know, again, if you said it's 20 to 30 hours of five different characters and it's you know, then you probably say, "Well, I'll play that. I'll leave it two or three months, and I'll come back to the next one, do it next one, and then da 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 da." Yeah, I'm Maybe. interested in these two or three different play styles. Yeah. So I might yeah, try yeah. one and then jump to to something else. So. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, even five over, you know, a hundred hours of five is just still, still would be too much. Yeah, very much. Too much. Um. Uh, d- Unlike Dying Light 2, we're not going to outstay our welcome. We, we're going to finish there for this week. Um, I feel that's a very facetious thing to say. Uh, Dying Light 2 might not outstay <laughs> its welcome for lots and lots of people. Um, let's talk about the beers that we have drank this evening. Stephen, we'll come to you first. Oh, Lucy, you're mm-hmm. mentioning something. You're muted. Sorry, I might need to hop off. So, can okay. I say what my favourite yeah, beer yeah, was? Yeah, absolutely. Do it now. Drop it. Yep. It was the first one. <laughs> surprising no one <laughs> but yeah sorry guys i i gotta go so no no, no. Um, absolutely we knew you had to, to, to drop out thank you for staying with us for so long this evening oh uh, um, it's all right we'll see you in thank a little you. bit yeah. we'll see you soon bye um for, for 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 those of you who don't remember limestone uh heart of stone was lucy's first beer uh steven then we'll, we, we will come to you 
Um, I mean, so inevitably, the, the sour is uh, is my favourite of the two for this mm. evening. Um, I mean, if you can just see what that has done to my my glass as it as it's, it's gone just down, that lovely you know. stain. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're having a cast beard, call it lacing. But that is just all the chunky goodness <laughs> of blueberries and and whatnot that that's in that beer that has has gone down, and it is just yeah. I, I could. You know, that just reminds me of summer in a glass. You know, that's what yeah. I love about sours is that you can throw somebody a sour beer like that who says they don't like beer and chuck them that, and then it's like, oh, my God, that's incredible. It's like, this is beer. You know, this is what yeah. craft beer is. You know, it's that's not a beer. And it's like, well, you know, probably it's, it's probably not when you, like, sort of, you know, delve into it, but it is. Do you know what I mean? And it's just I love that thing about craft beer and it's working in this world is that, there is a beer out there for everybody, mm. you know, and, you know, even Anna, who's, you know, my wife, who's a, a, a gin drinker as uh, by rights when she when she's not pregnant, obviously, you know, you give her mm-hmm. one of them, she'd, she'd laugh that up all day long. Nice. Or would you yeah, say yeah. she's a beer drinker? She'd say no, but it's like, but you can give her one of them and she'd, she'd love it, so. Yeah, uh, completely. It's, it's, it's interesting, like, uh, my wife as well, uh, um, but again, before she was pregnant, uh, um, introduced her to Vault City. And some of those lighter, you know, those four percent kind of watermelon sours that they were putting out, she's yeah. like, "This is brilliant! Absolutely love this!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the 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 northern monk, I, I'd have been better sharing, you know. Like mm. I said, I've got a a touch of it left. I haven't got too much. So considering sort of the time that we spent talking, I don't think I did too bad with it to have sort of yeah a little amount remaining of the of the can. So. About a fifth, been a fifth left, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'd have been, I'd have been happier if I'd have shared it. Um, like I say, it's just what with triples, it's just that, that overriding booziness and sweetness is that the 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 hoppiness is there with the citra, which is what I'm getting. That sort of that, you know, the citrus fruits that that citra brings, you know, hence its name. But the the booziness and the sweetness is hard to get away from, which I find is the case with a lot of a strong sort of triples and things. So nothing wrong with it per se but it'd probably been better in a 330 mil can than a, mm, than a 440 yes, mil uh, yeah. you know the, the the quad the 15 percent was in a in a 330 than a 440 i think that would have benefited because i think 330 fine um um but yeah yeah the mortalis is is definitely better or one out one out of the two for me nice Justin. nice um i i i think for me i'm going with the first beer with the whiplash, the the horsepower. Uh, and whilst I love a beer which takes you through that that flow and that flavour profile, it gave me such a big hit that just lingered around with those lovely tropical fruit flavours. That it was just so nice tasting in that initial uh, flavour that it just stuck. And it's like, yes, this is really easy. It's, it's such a nice beer. It doesn't even really taste like beer. You know, it's kind of one of those where it's just edging on being something else that it doesn't have those elements that you would not necessarily consider to be beer, but it, it's and, and and to be an IPA as well. Had they have said this was like a pale, yeah, absolutely, I'd have I'd have bought that. It was just a very full pale, um, so it's just it does incredibly well. And I would I would have loved to have tried this Sand City and Finback three months ago mm. or, or you know something like that i think the time has definitely uh, um been to its detriment this evening at least for me 
Um, I haven't had anything from Sand City previously, um, uh, so it's it, it's one of those where had I have you know had this have been canned like two months ago, and it's just a and it, it feels like lots of breweries interpretations of what this like the 2021 double ipa kind of has become it's really kind of oniony earthy sort of I, uh, double ipa where we've moved away from these tropical fruits and we've tried to do something different we try to bring that dankness in kind of all through the the, the parts of it and it'd be interesting to see kind of what they were what this was three months ago you know what those flavors kind of start out was it this or was it something slightly elevated that has just you know faded through that through that time uh, and that's not to say i don't like and don't drink those this new kind of modern take on a dipper i say modern so it's, it's been like a you know 18 months or something now um, yeah. we're just not talking about like the 2018 kind of juice bombs when everyone was throwing out dippers and stuff um but but the horsepower that's not that's not, again having a, a a beer which has maybe gone past its best um isn't to take away from the horsepower from whiplash whiplash a fantastic brewery uh, which bring big flavors in a lot of the beers that they do they're very well balanced they 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 showcase and can you can pick out those individual kind of fruits with a lot of what they do too so it's um yeah it's the whiplash for me this week uh, so, to round out our episode, we will jump into where everybody can find us. Uh, Stephen, you have written, as, as we start off the show with, you've written for Out of Lives, a, a couple of uh, little articles. So everyone can go to outoflives.net to see your thoughts on Fortnite. And previously to that... I can't remember what I did. I can't remember what it's you completely, did. It's gone out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a week uh, ago. But... I read it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's ages ago. I wrote it and I can't even remember what it was. It's uh, oh god, you've put me on the spot now. Remembering my own work, it's Fortnite and the Gunk. It was the Gunk review. That's yes, it was. it was. Yeah, yeah. So something that we didn't talk about earlier, but yes, I did. Uh, I stepped into the world of uh, video game writing again with a review of the Gunk, mm-hmm. and then uh, followed it up with. Uh, nice piece about Fortnite. so yes i have uh i've started dabbling again with the uh the world of video game writing so mm-hmm. yeah but hopefully the first two of uh many to come in the, in nice. the coming months good good and uh, as all of our listeners kind of already know from my you know chats most weeks out of lives.net is a place where anyone can come and and and, and post their views kind of on video games um as with you Stephen, you know you, you chucked us over kind of what you were thinking about uh we we take a look at it we edit it a little bit if it needs it and then we put it up on the site so if anyone wants to come and chat to us about contributing then please feel free it's it's a blogging site it's somewhere for you to be able to put your work uh at outoflives.net um we are tanked up cast almost everywhere so if you want to talk to us about beer or about games come and do that over on twitter it's the easiest place to get hold of us uh stephen for you how do people get hold of you how do they chat to you and where is the easiest place to do that um so for my beer things i would be points of brew on both mm-hmm. instagram and twitter um for xbox and playstation i'm steve carter 91 um on both xbox series x and ps5 so if anybody's about wants to play some fortnite feel free to 
give me a friend request and we can uh, jump on at some point. Nice, nice. Um, it's not something we touched upon in the episode, but have, have you dabbled at all in the Halo multiplayer? I haven't, no, mm. because I, um, I I touched briefly upon it in the Fortnite piece. I'm, yep. I'm generally a single player uh, person than, than anything unusually. The, the thought of jumping online with some randomers or some uh, some people I don't know usually instills me with fear. <laughs> oh my god, this person does not know whether they're running into walls and just blowing themselves up or uh, or what have you. So I, I haven't actually. I, I dabbled in sort of like Halo Three online some sure. years and years ago. I, I used to play a lot of Call of Duty back in the day. Mm. I just feel like I'm too slow and old now. It's like yeah. even playing Fortnite. Yeah. It's just like I mean, my problem with Fortnite is that you cross platform, so you're playing PC games on mm-hmm. PS5 and Xbox. Um, and you see the speed of people that are playing on that, and it's like, how have they even done that? You know, um, so at least on sort of Halo or or do you be playing at least on the the same consoles and not cross platform? But I just find it hard to get together with people these days to, to mm, play online. Yes. You know, back in back in sort of the the, the glory days that I call kind of uh, modern warfare when that first came <laughs> out, and I was still at school, and I just got from got home from school and just sat and played Xbox, and it'd be. You know, you'd, you'd have to find it hard to choose who to play with because yes. everybody go yeah, yeah, and play yeah. Modern Warfare. Um, now, which you know, people have got you know, jobs and kids and da da da, and they don't play games anymore because they've grown out of it. So it's find it kind of like people change and evolve over time. So I do find it harder to find people to play online with, and everyone plays something different. You know, I jumped in line with mm. somebody I've played online with for the best part of the year to eight months. Played some Sea of Thieves recently. Um, you know, I, I haven't played Sea of Thieves in a long, long time. Um, so, you know, I, I, I feel that maybe the shooter playing online is kind of beyond me now. You know, yeah. it's more the social aspect of just sitting back and, you know, chilling out and playing something rather than, you know, getting induced with rage by playing yeah. all the duty. Or, I mean, I get rage induced playing Fortnite, I'm not going to lie. But, um, but you know, like the days of, I think, I feel like the days of a first person shooter online are kind of drifting away from me. I feel like my. Uh, Reaction times aren't quite what they used to be. Maybe yeah, uh, I, I, I ten or twelve years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. Even being a, a few years older, I, I absolutely feel that. Definitely. Um, but again, for you listener or viewer, if you want to kick back and hang out with us, please come and join our, our Discord. Uh, we can throw you a link up. It will be in the description as well on our site and on the YouTube for this video. Uh, come and kick back, chat with us in the Discord. You know, play some games with us, have a chat with us. Uh, we got lots of stuff, lots of views on lots of different games that we throw up there as well as we are kind of playing stuff. And on beers too, if you are more of a beer drinker. We have a dedicated beer channel over there as well to discuss kind of what we are drinking. Um, you can get me at Nova underscore 47 almost everywhere. I realized I've been saying that for years and actually now I'm playing more Xbox or at least Game Pass on PC. I'm actually Supernova 47 uh, over there without the E. Supernova 47. Um, again, link up with me. There's the potential that I might get to play some Halo Infinite or something else. I played a little bit of Splitgate. Uh, through Game Pass, and there's a couple of other things that I've kind of played multiplayer shooter-wise, bounced off of very quickly because of those old reactions not being as fast as everybody else. Uh, old, man, exactly. old man shouts yes. at clouds. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. exactly it. It's exactly <laughs> it. Um, but if you want to hear more of us, uh, go on to uh, your podcast subscription 
of choice or podcast service of choice and subscribe to us or come over to our YouTube channel or join us on Twitch, Art of Lives Network, almost everywhere to see what we're drinking, see our beautiful faces, look at the colour of our beers as we are drinking them. Uh, there are the places that we inhabit, there are the games that we have played and the beers that we have drank. Thank you very much, Stephen, for joining us this week. Well, thank you for having me, mate. I appreciate both you were uh, giving me the opportunity to write the articles that I've written and uh, joining you today. No, not at all, mate. It's always a joy. It's always a joy. Uh, and we will catch all of our listeners and everybody next week. Uh, have a good week. We have been tanked up. See you soon. Bye. Bye. www.outoflives.net